This is Scary Mommy. The person who wrote this is by Virginia Duan. August 28, 2021. Leaving Christianity is like leaving an abusive relationship. Virginia says, I've tried to leave Christianity countless times over the past few years. It's weird because according to my husband, I had already left. Tim, being a Christian was all about the outward expressions. Did I go to church? Did I pray before meals? Did I do Christianity things? But to me, Christianity was a belief system, in particular one that pursued justice, equity, and restoration of humanity to God. From my perspective, the more I deviated from what the mainstream, also known as white Western understanding of Christianity was, the more I was actually Christian. So no, I did not and still do not participate in any of these external markers of piety. And though it was apparent to my husband that I was an apostate long before I admitted it to myself, unmurring myself from the idea of a God, Christian or otherwise, is disorienting. This is unmooring again. And, and though it was apparent to my husband that I was an apostate long before I admitted it to myself, unmooring myself in the idea of a God, Christian or otherwise, is disorienting. The thing is, it's been ingrained in the very fiber of my identity for nearly four decades. These roots run deep. So many of my old friendships were formed in pews or folding chairs and thrived in Bible studies and fellowship meetings. So many of my current friendships were founded on the basis of a shared religion. Not the only reason, mind you, but a big part was the common value of progressivism and following Jesus in that context. Much of my basis for social justice is entrenched in the gospel. Not all of it, but it was foundational. I feel as if I'm getting a divorce when I, of all people, suddenly, but was it really sudden? Fall away from religion. And when I really examined my journey, I likely would have left much earlier, but for the fear of losing my community. Now, she put fall away in quotations. I'm leaving an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah, claiming Christianity is akin to an abuser is incendiary, but where is the lie? Let's take a quick look at the beliefs Christianity espouses, at least how it is applied in this white, western, patriarchal society. Example, ours, America, North America. One, you are a born sinner, rotten from the very beginning. Two, no one else can love you as much as God does, and you'll never find someone who loves you as much as God. Three, God died for you because you suck. Four, God will give you a new life if you leave everything and follow them. Five, God tells you to die to your old self and only look to God for everything. Six, God, give God control over all your money and every aspect of your life. Seven, love no one more than God. God is the first and only. Christianity makes you believe that your heart belongs to God and only God. But what happens when you no longer believe? How do you cut out your heart without dying. How does this not sound abusive? Can you imagine some person requiring you to feel this way about them? If my child dated somebody, shit. If my child was friends with someone like this, I would tell them to run away, run far, and run fast. One of my friends said she had so many thoughts about the evangelical God being an idol made in the image of abusive, power-hungry men 
narcissistic, self-obsessed, and you know what? She's not wrong. Not only that, but there are churches full of people who perpetuate these same harmful beliefs. For a lark, let's take a quick inventory of some characteristics of an abusive person, how they compare to the church. Humiliation and undermining your self-esteem. From calling you a sinner to belittling your accomplishments by attributing all your successes to God slash Jesus versus your own hard work or luck, to dismissing your questions or outright disparaging your character when you don't believe what they believe, classic abusive behavior, using control and shame. Churches keep members in line using these tactics by threatening your actual salvation, ordering you about how you should behave, constantly demanding financial sacrifice and accountability to prove, to prove your faithfulness, basically treating you like a spiritual child. Codependence. Woo! This is like the entirety of God's shtick, S-C-H-T-I-C-K, and the church's way to keep you close. Depend only on God. Don't trust in people. Don't do anything without getting God's approval, even your clothes. Everything good comes from God, but all the bad things are from Satan. Convenient. Isolation. I can't even count how many times Christians are told to set themselves apart from the world as a pure beacon of hope, a shining light on a hill. That they are no longer part of this world, but of the kingdom of God. That they are heavenly citizens beholding only to God, who of course only speaks to those worthy. Accusing and gaslighting. Anytime you try to leave your anytime you try to leave or question your behavior, Christians lambast you, saying it's your own sin preventing you from seeing how you're wrong. They weaponize guilt to coerce you into obedience, pointing out how God looked out for you. You should be grateful and thankful for whatever current tragedy has befallen you. And whatever tragedy has befallen you is of is your fault, of course. Is any wonder that so many Christians, but especially women of color and LGBTQI plus folks, feels at, feel as if we are worthless? We have been told by the church, the mouthpieces of God, allegedly, that women brought sin into the world. We are born into sin, that we are nothing without Christ, who had to die for us lousy humans because he loved us so much that he spent an excruciating six hours to die on a cross, condemned wrongfully as a criminal when he, where he cried out to God, who was summarily ignored. We are made into monsters. Yes, yes, I can hear the Christians firing their apologies now. Apo- Christian apologetics or Christian apologists, if you will. Look, it won't work. I used to be on evangelism teams. I studied theology for fun, and if people could be argued into the kingdom of God, people would have already been browbeaten into salvation. I recognize that perhaps God deserves primacy of place because God is God, not a mere human. But if a God is an abusive dick, why should I pledge my troth to this deity? And despite my laundry list of abusive characteristics, I'm sure Christians will argue that, that, that hey, that's people. Those people are bad. They were not following the true God. And, th- and if they had better theology, they wouldn't have done that. Except, how many times can you hear this argument that it's the people and not the God or religion before it sounds like an excuse? How many times can you, how many times can you swallow this bullshit 
that it's shitty people before you realize that it might be a shitty God. That perhaps the reason so many shitty people come from this religion is because the religion itself, at its heart, is actually really fucking problematic. Maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm not the monster at all. Maybe the real monster is Christianity. I must say that I've been thinking these ways all my life and I'm fully comfortable expressing them publicly. The only way I can heal my dynamics and relationship with Christians and Christianity today is to be honest about all of these feelings. I decided that it's better to get the doubts out, to release them, to speak them, to not shy away from them. I hope that whoever, whatever the divine is, that I can get closer to it by speaking these concerns. I understand that there are plenty of well-meaning, well-hearted believers out here And I appreciate having them in my life. Because there's nothing dogmatic about them. However, I've always struggled with theology. Because... I never liked how religion encourages people that it's okay to be better at going to church than being the church. Religion says it's okay to be better at religious right rhetoric than to truly living out godly behavior with a humbly pure, grateful heart. And that religion has been used to avoid constructive criticism. There's a lot of people who come who come to churches in all houses of worship. This is a problem in all religions. They come, example, they come to church and they expect the pastor to say everything they want to hear. But pastors, according to the Bible, should be telling you more of what you don't want to hear than what you do want to hear. And I've learned that in the church world, church is basically a dropout factory. Um, It's not a place where people, for the most part, are succeeding spiritually in God. It's a place where 
people lack church etiquette in terms of church hospitality, in terms of church conflict resolution, in terms of making it your business to know the people that you worship with instead of just sitting with them for 30 years and not try to spend time with them outside of church, not know anything about the people that you worship with. And to me, I never liked that with church, they're better at indirectly getting information from you by asking other people about you directly. But they will never directly ask you about you. They'll directly ask other people about you. Therefore, extracting information from you indirectly, but they're not doing it directly. That's not God's love. And... I think about how, like in church, I was talking with my best friend. She's talking about how it's a damn shame that people come to church going through hell. And they leave church going through even more hell. You can come to church a racist and leave out more of a racist than you were when you originally first entered the church buildings to to come in. And church bigotry is a form of idolatry. And I've had to learn that the Bible should not be a guidebook for tribalism or fatalism or elitism, or betterism, the superiority complex, if you will, or nepotism, or cronyism, or reclusion, or cynicism, or pessimism, or death cult, or rape culture cult, or a violent violence cult or trauma cult cult or victimization cult the church shouldn't have those things at all church should not be anti-science anti-logic anti-reason anti-rationality anti-empiricism anti-naturalism anti-left-wing politics, anti-democrats, anti-centrists or moderates, anti-progressives. The church should not be anti-hypotheses, anti-testing beliefs, anti-facts, anti-research anti-history and history and anti-historicity all these versions of the bible 
Of course, contradictions are going to happen. All these translations and all these transliterations. Of course, the Bible is going to be contradictory. I still feel that these things are quite prevalent in that world. So I had to speak my views on religion so I could actually peacefully go throughout my day and sleep well without knowing what I think about the subject of religion. Um, And don't look at what I'm saying as disrespectful. It's better to speak what a lot of people are feeling versus hiding it and wondering why there are more non-believers in church than believers in church. In church, you can be a closeted atheist, a closeted person of all the other religions that aren't Christian. You can be closeted in your real real views in church because they want to... make money at all costs. They want to make money from spiritually milk people. And they don't care what the meat mature people are going going through in church. To me, it's a form of economic exploitation and profit off spiritually milk people. And... I had to learn that Christianity and all the other religions were not designed for people like me and mine. Like, every aspect of society is not designed for people like me and mine. I'm not positively benefited from Christianity and society. Um, I'm not going to get a hero's welcome, especially once enough people hear this episode. A hero's welcome I got in church. You know, society, that's not going to happen because of what I just did in this episode. I've always had a difficult time of talking about religion. I talked about it so much. This will definitely be my last video talking about it for a month. And I mean, July 30th, I'm going to bring this up. This last time I changed the date for, the in this, for you know, doing other episodes. This is the last time I say um, that this will be my last religious episode for like a month, okay? I'm not going to any other month saying those things, all right? So, I've had to learn that I I am leaving an abusive relationship called Christianity because none of it is godly nor Christ-like to me. So 
so this is what I want to say, okay? I want to say these quick things. I I believe in original blessing. Therefore, I do not believe in original sin. And I do feel that either Christianity should be reformed or demolished. And every problem she said about church is some of the more reasons why I left Christianity and left the church and left religion. The toxic positivity, the spiritualized, spiritual bypassing are common problems in church. So, I'm here to say that I apply the concepts universality oneness in human rights when it comes to how I live my life how I treat myself helping other people live their lives well and being kind to other people I want to make this clear I practice universal Christ consciousness and I practice higher consciousness, God consciousness. At the same time, I'm a secular person. I'm a non-religious person. I'm an ear religious person. I am religiously unaffiliated. I practice no religion. I don't call myself an evangelical Christian in the traditional sense of the word. But in the word, I, I am Christ. I'm Christ-like, but I'm not dogmatic. I'm not doctrinal. I am a free thinker. I am a humanist. I'm a secularist. I'm a rationalist. I'm a pragmatist because I'm pragmatic. I'm a rationalist. I'm agnostic. I'm a member of the Black Atheist Club on Clubhouse app. I am 
a person who um, who lives out God-like attributes, not the kind of attributes that concern people. I just want to say that. I pray to the God in me. I pray to the wisdom within me. When I say pray, I'm not talking about how it's it's typically defined as in getting on your knees or folding your hands. No. Pray in this case means I talk to the wisdom inside of me through the form of positive affirmations. And that's how I stimulate the wisdom within me. I do that same things when it comes to the kindness within me, the wholeness within me, the peace within me. So, I'm a nonconformist, I'm unconventional, I'm non-traditional. I'm not ancient in my thinking, I'm not archaic in my thinking. I'm not old school in my thinking. I'm not old fashioned in my thinking. I don't have a Victorian era mentality at all. I also wanna make this clear. I acknowledge the inner beauty in myself and others. I am not relating to or believing in a religion. I am of the absence of religion. I am of the rejection of religion and I am of the indifference to religion, even though I honor and cherish the human rights, the equal rights, the civil and political rights, and the economic, social, and cultural rights of all faith-based persons, naturally. I am having no religion. I also want to say this. Is that I think for myself I do good acts for all the good reasons, not out of reward or punishment. As a humanist, I am a person who shapes my own life in the here and now because I believe it's the only life I know that I'm able to have. I make sense of the world through logic, reason, and evidence. 
and proof and data and statistics. And I, and I always seek to treat those around me with warmth, understanding, and respect. So yes, I'm a humanist. I want a tolerant world where rational thinking and kindness prevail. I work to support lasting change for a better society, championing ideas for the one life I know that I have. I do this because I'm a humanist. I shape my own life in the here and now because I know it's the only life I know I'm getting to live. My work helps people be happier and more fulfilled, and I am bringing non-religious people together so we can help each other develop our own views and an understanding of the world around us. I'm committed to putting humanism into practice. I, I work to advance free thinking and freedom of choice so everyone can live in a fair and equal society. I'm also want to say this. And I'll wrap up when I say, after I say this. Defining humanism, roughly speaking, the word humanist has come to mean someone who trust is a scientific method when it comes to understanding how the universe works and I reject the idea of the kind of supernaturalism that inspires human rights violations and human rights abuses So I'm an unbeliever, non-believer in religion. I make my ethical decisions based on reason, empathy, and a concern for human beings and other sentient animals. I believe that because I've not seen overwhelming evidence for the afterlife, even though that would be, you know, I'm open, that's true, and I accept, I'm not sure yet, and any discernible purpose for the universe Human beings can act to give their own lives meaning by seeking happiness in this life and helping others helping others to do the same. It says However, definitions are bound and there are longer or shorter versions. The fullest definition have a measure of international agreements to contain the 2002 Amsterdam Declaration of Humanists International. Some others include a commitment to the perspective, interests, and centrality of human persons, a belief in reason and autonomy as foundational aspects of human existence, a belief that reason, skepticism, and the scientific method are the only appropriate instruments for discovering truth and instruction in human community, a belief that the foundations for ethics and society are to be found in autonomy and moral equality, concise, routledge, encyclopedia philosophy, an appeal to reason in contrast to, rel- to, rel- to revelation or religious authority, as a means of finding out about the natural world and destiny of people, 
and also giving a grounding for morality. Humanist ethics is also distinguished by placing the end of moral action the welfare of humanity rather than in um, human rights violating human rights abuses. Mindedness when it comes to fulfilling the will of God. Cambridge Dictionary Philosophy. Believing that it is possible to live confidently without metaphysical or religious certainty and that all opinions are open to revision and correction. Humanists see human flourishing as dependent on open communication, discussion, criticism, and unforced consensus. That's Cambridge Dictionary Philosophy. See at Oxford Companion to Philosophy and Concise Routledge Encyclopedia of Philosophy Talking. It says that, that people should show respect to people introspective of class, race, or creed is fundamental to the humanist attitude to life. Among the, fun, fun, among the fundamental moral principles, they would count those of freedom, justice, tolerance, and happiness, that, the attitude that people can live an honest, meaningful life without following a form of religious, religious creed. Collins' concise dictionary says, rejection of religion in favor of the advancement of humanity by its own efforts, and Little Oxford Dictionary says, a non-religious philosophy based on liberal human values. So in closing, I say thank you for listening to me. Rest my soul, rest my heart, rest my body. Rest all things me. I choose to be Heavenly without churchified piety. Therefore, I'm not the hell that they're afraid to burn in forever with weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth with worms crawling all over them. Mm-hmm.